0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hey guys, this is Emil Hesky and you're listening to the guys of Koppen Frackers.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Spider Man No Way Home Fracas, powered by a Touchline Media Group. Uh, no, I'm just of course, it is Cop um, In all honesty, we don't particularly want to talk about stuff, what we just witnessed um, in that Liverpool performance up against Leicester, in all honesty, but here we are giving you the Liverpool uh, the update as per usual. Um, first of all, let me start off by saying, hope you all enjoyed your Christmas because Liverpool, because God knows, Liverpool ruined it straight after. Um, I'm your host, Chris, and joining me today, I've got Ellis and Peter to discuss all things LFC. Uh, gentlemen, first of all, how are you doing this evening? And secondly, um, how was your Christmas?
2: Um, yeah, blessed up, bless up, bro. I'm good. Well, Liverpool rattled me, but he what it is, in it. Fuck them. My Christmas was good. <laughs> yeah, my Christmas was good. I got the sickest gifts, bro. I've got new gym crap and I got four new white shirts. That's how you can okay. tell I'm old. I'm old. Okay. Bro,
0: you know when like you are a kid isn't it, and you got socks and pants and stuff yeah, you and you're feel- like these are the no.
2: worst
0: gifts ever. I got a pair, um, I got a pair of socks this this Christmas. Like, this this is it. This is it. exactly it. man. this is this what me. I needed. This is what we needed, man. I need the essentials, you know what I mean? Um thankfully I didn't get a Lynx Africa set, so that was nice. Yeah, uh, I know someone who did get a Lynx Africa set. Um <laughs> possibly got two of them. Um uh, Peter, how are you doing? Yeah, when I when I open that, you know no was That was a, I'm happy.
1: More <laughs> well, than you believe I'm happy. Like yeah, you know, I say happily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happily yeah. I'm so 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 happy, trust me. because <laughs> boy. But yeah, No, know Christmas Christmas was good though. It was, it was all right, nice to see the fam and yeah, come together and that, you know. So yeah, I think I, I I think I'm still on a, a high from Christmas, so I'm not actually as mad. I think obviously I've got this week off as well from work, so I'm pretty, oh, pretty chilled. Yeah, are you got you guys off work as well. I
0: won't I, I won't bore everyone with the semantics of why I'm not off work, but I'm still right. work, I'm working tomorrow um and, until Friday basically. So. Oh damn! So yeah, um, oh, so not, oh it's, like, a, it's, it's but,
2: half day to be fair. Yeah, just get Was by. It-
0: it's one of those ones man yeah i am i'm starting like day rate and stuff in it so it's like um i need to work uh oh. and don't want to accrue i don't want to keep accruing loads of holiday pay so yeah, um yeah, but yeah agree. one of them um, very much one of them ones uh speaking of one of them ones it was a very very off night for the not so mighty boys in red um of course they didn't fulfill the boxing day fixture against leeds united um as that was postponed due to um a combined injuries and covid outbreak um at leeds which i think is what do you guys think of this by the way the whole kind of like new rule they put in for getting games postponed because they're combining injuries with covid now and i just don't think that's Right. They need yeah. to set the president, so they need to actually like have a
1: confirmed number of amount of like people out of COVID. You know what I'm saying? That. So that, like, you can kind of, um, so that the game can get postponed. Because what you're kind of seeing is that, like, no one actually knows the kind of threshold or the kind of boundaries of Mm. why a game get postponed. And so, you know what I'm saying? Some people, like, you don't know whether to believe some people actually have, like, the right. And obviously, you'd like to believe that they do. But, like, you have people complaining, people supplying. Like, Chelsea applied the other day. They didn't get it. I think we applied against Tottenham. We didn't get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And some people are getting it. So I think they just need to actually establish what it actually takes to get a game postponed.
0: No, I completely agree. And I think they announced it during during our game as well that um, Newcastle. To be fair, this, this might be for the best. To be fair, the Newcastle versus Everton was um, was postponed for I think it was either tomorrow or the day before. Um, well, the day after. Sorry, uh, you can tell my head's still cold. Um And it was in, it was Newcastle's application um, because apparently they've only got thirteen outfield players and one goalkeeper. Um, but it seems weird that they're only applying for this now that they've basically lost Callum Wilson and uh Alan Sam Maximum, two injuries. So it's one of those yeah, ones where you kind of look at it thinking, mm, I wonder why you've done that now, after especially after the back of like a really decent performance they had as well. Um, yeah. but of course, this isn't this is a mugger, this is uh, this is copping.
1: Oh, okay, and... why well, is every time out, I United do some factories? What well, next? Every single time. Bro, it's like we're trying to copy copy our bros, like fam. It's like their club is linked to our club. Like you laugh at my United, and then guess what? It always comes bro, back this, to you.
0: This like is, is why I, I don't engage in these activities you now, because the, you know, we're looking at United you know, going, bro. I'm trying to be like you, man. How do I get like you, big bro? You know what I'm saying? It
1: always happens.
0: It's um yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Let's let's turn our attention to our game. Um Obviously, we saw Leicester get absolutely just, let's be real, they got pounded by City of the weekend. 6-3, um, was it the final score? 5-3, one of the two. Um, and you're looking at this thinking, OK, cool, they're there for the take. They're playing two centre-backs, uh, they're playing two midfielders at centre-backs, something that we were very familiar with from last season. Um, and we have had a few days off uh, with the game being cancelled um, and kind of resting half the team for the reverse fixture last week in the Carabao Cup. Else looking at the team before we went into the game, you're thinking, okay, cool. You know, this is more than enough. Can't see nothing more than Liverpool win here, let's be honest. Uh, you know, after the back of a really good kind of like comeback last week against Leicester too. Bit of needle there, they'll get stuck into it. Didn't turn up at all, Whatever. I think I don't think we can make any excuses for that. Front three were diabolical, For the midfield three, um, didn't have any kind of finesse or class to it at all. Back four, for the most part, I think were actually fairly decent and the keeper doesn't have to really do much, uh, in all honesty. So what what went wrong for, for, for your for your opinion there, Els?
2: Um, I think after we've missed the penalty, I had dropped a bit. Um, what what was getting to me was, in a group chat, someone said that we were complacent and arrogant and, and uh, I, I didn't agree with that. What we were we were a team that lacked a lot of conviction. And if you see some of our passes where we tried to get through Leicester, they were either under-hit or over-hit. Now, when you have lack of conviction, that's what tends to happen. You hit defenders who have like a training leg or who just defenders just get in front of everything. So I think that's where our problem was because if you want to keep it on the stats and everything, we dominated majority of the game. I think that was a five-minute period after Leicester scored where they had majority of the ball, but then it swung back to us. Michael um, was busy; was the busy of the keeper. Their defense was the busy. defense. It, it was telling that Shamichael was man of the match. He made like what two, three. So the penalty, a save from Salah, a save from Van Dijk at the near post. So there's some clear-cut saves that he made. But apart from that. Majority of the game, we just couldn't get. We couldn't really get through to get through Leicester. Um, it was a bit annoying. I know Pete will probably talk about this later on, but again, it was another game where Trent was coming too far inside. Um, Thomas Class was holding the width on the left, but then on the right, we kept on coming inside, um, and maybe that messed up Salah's game. I don't know, but it just. The main, the main overriding thing for me was just the lack of conviction in our passing. Um, Liverpool, when Liverpool are not playing well, they don't move the ball quick enough. And that's just Liverpool. Whenever we don't play well, we never move the ball quick enough. And it showed today, um, Alan Shearer at halftime said, we need to move the ball a bit quicker. And that is something I always scream all the time. Like when we're not playing well, the first thing I say is that we're not moving this ball quick enough. And with a team that's... Um, I would, would you say Leicester were low block? Yeah, let's say Leicester were low block. I mean, they were very compact. Yeah,
1: they were. They were low block. They were low block. Yeah,
2: then just um Ian and Bardi against oh, us. You know what I'm saying? So they were low block. Yeah. They were very compact. And against those savage teams, you have to move the ball as quick as possible. Like, less than one touch. Just keep it moving. Keep it moving. And that's what we they were It's funny, what they, they,
1: So they were low block. Obviously, kept them um TV two, and then. As soon as we went to like 60th minute, they went to a four three three. Yeah. And then they yeah. lookman on the left and whatever, you know what I'm saying, and then tried to attack us. So basically just held on, held on, chuck on a lookman and in and Tillamont change it again,
2: yeah.
1: you
2: know what I'm yeah. So um yeah. All things considered, I just think obviously Leicester were good for good value for the win because I can't take anything away from them. They were good value for the win, but I just think we didn't do enough to um to make to give them any questions. Yeah, they were, they're
0: were definitely good value for the win. You can't really take it away from them. Um,
2: as their cook of a manager
0: does like to say, they showed great character in that victory. So, you know, do have to give it to them there. That is me being a bit passive-aggressive and, you know, that's going to be a theme that will shine on throughout this pod. Um, uh, my only disconcerting thing, I normally I quite like Leicester as a football club. Uh, you like the operation, how they run, but gotta say their fan base for 180 minutes of football, uh, including last week's fixture, have been nothing short of absolutely fucking diabolical. Um, if you wanted to see the words "dirty Tory bastards" anywhere, it would de- definitely be an Leicester football game, um, bro. I mean, I know, I know there was some jokes, you know, MBE young boy and meat meals yesterday, which you know <laughs> were funny, were funny. But when we're talking about you know food you know we're talking about poverty in this country and you know um stuff like that it's just not funny is it um especially no. when it is more prevalent in your actual I was city. thinking
2: yeah I was thinking that I'm sure that like, surely it's a bit mad up north anyway <laughs> so that like, it's just I don't it, understand. It,
0: it's 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 baffling and the whole kind of feed the scousers thing the re- rhetoric you know it's, it's used to beat Liverpool football club but i don't know how you're going to go with that verse when it's you know prevalent in your own uh in your own city so it is what it is man and don't be a cunt um joining in with that rather you just kind of know uh, buy 15 pounds worth of shopping and drop it into your nearest uh russell trust or something like that to be honest with you so it's, don't don't be a bad end. it would be it would be my thing um Pete, I'll come to you. yeah. My, my my bit of that is over. I'll talk about the football from now on. It's really it really it really jars me when stuff like that goes on. Um Pete. I'll come to you uh, kind of off the back of what El said there. Um, Klopp's kind. Of, I'm just reading some of Klopp's quotes. I think he's hit the nail on the head as well. Kind of from what Ellis said. Uh, we started okay, but the intensity wasn't hundred um, percent. And we lost rhythm really quickly, and we didn't get that back. He also goes on to say that tonight I didn't like a lot in our football. That's not cool. We have to do better. We have to think it through and improve. It was very noticeable that Liverpool had very much a lack of critical thinking on the pitch because some of the stuff we were seeing this evening um, was things we're not used to players in Liverpool shows doing um, at this current period of time.
1: Yeah, um, definitely hit the nail on the head as usual. Um the intensity comment definitely because especially for the Lookman goal, so he um he kinda of puts it down the line for Dewsbury Hall. And then so is Lookman is the one that played the pass and the Lookman literally sprints past Trent and Henderson to get into the box and obviously gets past Matthew's on yellow cards and shoots it. But like that, that intensity from Henderson and Trent, um, very poor. Like it's not really something that you used to seeing in um, Liverpool's game, like in terms of our players, like, they don't just let players run off them and don't, I'm saying, get back into shape quick enough. Like, um, yeah, that, that, was, that was really poor. And Just like, like I said, when, when we're at our best, we play quick football, we play it in, from side to side very quickly and we shift teams over, you know what I'm saying? And we create chances for a quick passing, but today, not moving it quick enough and it just results in, you know what I'm saying, Leicester being able to get back into shape really quickly and yeah, it stops us from getting those gaps they want to, like, um, that we want to try and explore. And it's just, yeah, it's quite frustrating because you think, like, someone like Simare, he literally gave the ball away so many times. He's playing, obviously. Oh, bro, I mean, well, he
0: dropped a disaster class this evening. He was there for the like,
1: not even know because we didn't punish it. Did not even punish it at all. Like, you think, like, someone play, playing as a deepest midfielder, him, you know what I'm saying, giving a turnover, that should cause big damage, big hazards, you know what I'm saying, for their team. But you wouldn't know because we end up not moving the ball quick enough, not hitting the forwards quick enough, or all the forwards just having bad touches. The amount of touches I, I saw today, Jesus Christ. Marley, boing, boing, boing. Ram, like, Ram, where's, where's, like ricocheting off you. Salah again, like Salah. I never see Salah take bad touches. I don't know what's happening. Jota's passing so, so, so bad. Like, like, Unbelievable, you know what I'm saying. Just some of the touches I see in Chamberlain as well. Everyone, Henderson shooting like literally today, not a day. In. Yeah, a bad, bad day at the office.
0: We're gonna get onto individuals later on because I think there are individuals that do deserve it. But I was saying to Alex before we started recording. I think that my name was they got like a new pair of Tims for Christmas or something because the first touch was Wait. diabolical. There was Respect. one he kind of like, there was one he got when he like came back in the first half and he bounced off and he went like 10 yards off his boot and I was like, okay, it's going to be one of those ones then, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, it, it is what it is. I think... Like
1: some of them, you know like them like kind of diagonals that like Van Dyke or the Omatic will do? Joe will try and like touch it and like his touch will just be way off or like he'll try and, he won't even compete with a head out know, something like that. And then, yeah, and then Salah, sell couldn't really get away from Thomas today as well. Like, it's just
0: all of them, yeah. I don't know what they're on, yeah. It's all three of them are absolutely jolly up to be fair. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, I want to talk about that midfield free they played today, so obviously, fabs back well, here.
1: Like, and... It's the same midfield against West Ham that we lost it by the way,
0: yeah. The same one.
1: Um, I don't, so... like, away from home is not sorry, Chris. It's just, I don't. No, like...
0: no, no, no. No, no, I, I, I like it. I like how you already G'd up for it. That's what, exactly what I'd like to see. Um, it's a midfield free of Fabinho, obviously, in the six, Henderson on the right, and I'd on the left. of that for me is just not great, especially when you're trying to be away from home as well. Elza, i come to you. Midfield, obviously, we saw we saw the big imbalance midfield had against Spurs. Did it also create a bit of a mismatch today for what we were trying to do in the game and ultimately why we couldn't build enough sustainable pressure to really stay on Leicester's neck whilst they were in a low block?
2: Yeah, because um, players like Oxen, I'll say Oxen more because I don't think he played too well today. He, he just doesn't see that early pass. Um, which is what we love Thiago for. He sees that early pass and he keeps it moving. Um, it, again, like like against Spurs, it was just a lack of control in there. It's just a lack of control which I didn't like. Fabinho was doing his midfield work diligently. He was doing that very very well. But again, once you need, you need Hendo and Ox to just take this thing out of game sometimes and just keep it moving. Um, last two games, Ander was played. He hasn't really, he hasn't really shown, shown to do that. I know against Leicester, he played about sixty-five minutes, and not one point did he get that ball down and and, and play football. Um, Ox is not known to do that. That's not his game. He's a blood and thunder number eight who's trying to get on the end of things. But sometimes when you need a bit of um, calm, you're not going to get it from him. And, and it affected affected the forwards more so, more so, Jota and Salah, because these are players who thrive on on the balls going either over the top or to their feet. Um, Justice touch wasn't really good today. He just kept some bouncing there. But usually he wants the ball over the top. Salah usually wants it to feet. Then he wants to play a quick one to his Trent. And if your midfielders are not getting the ball to the front the front attackers quickly enough, we're not going to make any chances, regardless of how poor we think the front three were, they, needs, they need the supply. That's just how it goes, isn't it? So they weren't getting it, and I feel like the midfield didn't really do enough to, to do that. So it was a bit annoying. It was a bit annoying.
1: But, yeah. I yeah. think that, that midfield doesn't really work because, yeah, I think it's all about roles and it's all about combinations and I think combinations, they have to make sense. They have to mesh well together, right? Mm. I think Hennessy and Cox, they're, they're kind of similar, really. I would say probably is a bit better driving the ball, and Henderson's probably a bit better technically. But they're both players who rely on their energy and their drive to to keep them. You know what I'm saying? Keep them. In, they, they rely on the energy to kind of sustain pressure and to kind of you know what I'm saying? Keep them in full ticking. But against a low block, that's that's not really what you need. You know what I'm saying? You not you can't break a low a low block with your energy. You know what I'm saying? You can't break, you can't break down a low block with, with your drive. You know what I'm saying? So in these in these that's why I think the midfield doesn't really work. I think this midfield is more likely to work. Um, at Anfield, where, like, the crowd's behind you, you press, and the team, you know what I'm saying, you hope your opposition team, I mean, like, against Arsenal, right? You know what I'm saying? That At home, that was a good game because it's, like, the crowd, everything, were up for it, you know what I'm saying? But away from home, when, obviously, you've got a crowd against you, you're trying to break down a low block, um, Henderson and Oxley-Chamberlain are not creative. Like, both of them are not really creative, so it just kind of, yeah, it doesn't lend to a good combination of away from home, and I think this is where you need people, like, obviously Tiago, K because they have a technical security on the ball and they, kind of, they can they can continue probing, 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 and eventually find that gap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, Henderson and Chamberlain, they're not really a tough midfielders that you want, trying to probe and trying to break down defences, so I think this is why it's probably not the best combination to get away from home.
2: But Also, that Henderson and, T- and Ox, it reminded me of Kate and Ox last season. It was the same thing. That, yeah. uh, obviously, kate wasn't really on from last season, but yeah, those never the balance didn't really work. I'm not too sure why, but the, the balance there didn't really work. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything you said to, to be honest Peter, man. I agree with I just didn't see the thing the thing you want from your midfield is when we're not in the game, yeah, you want them to get the ball and you just want to keep it moving, just keep it ticking. And that's one of Henderson's key points for me. He gets the ball and yeah. keeps it moving, but. But today, it, it, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Man. I,
1: thought, I still thought. I think with that midfield, you're, just, you're kind of basically asking the front three to create something. You know what I'm saying? Do something. Yeah, front no, free. No, no. We're not really going to feed you, so you're going to have to create something. You know what I'm saying? So, And I think that's the problem with that midfield. Whereas if you play like a Thiago, if you play, you know what I'm saying, your caters or whatever, even Jones to an extent as well, they can create something out of nothing. They can feed the front three regularly. You know what I'm saying? But with that midfield, you're asking your front three to have a good day and today they didn't have a good day. So that's, that's the results of it.
0: Were you guys surprised that Kate didn't start? By the way, because he played really well when he came on in that Carabag Cup semif- sem- uh, semi-final, quarter-final. Um, yeah, my head's, my head's killed. Um, <laughs> getting Perfect. all these fucking fixtures mixed up. Um, yeah, can't you played on really well with that um in that game midweek. I just thought for the balance of what he does with that midfield and how you know he's a bit more technical in the operation, uh, and how we're utilising that left side a little bit more than the right, especially in the first half as well. We guys surprised that he didn't start.
1: Yes, and no. I don't think knowing how Klopp is, I think he probably hasn't done enough to earn completely earn his trust yet, if that makes sense. Like obviously, Klopp is one who doesn't really like you need to kind of play well consistently to kind of earn his you need a single chamber. I think Chambers played quite regularly now, so that he's kind of positioned in the starting 11 he's going to be third or fourth choice, but yeah, he had to work to get that space, you know what I'm saying? So I think with K obviously had a good performance against Leicester. Um, was a bit, was average against Tottenham, I would say. So, yeah, I think he probably needs a bit more performances to get in the starting line lineup. Just, that's just how a club works. You like it or not, you don't like it. You, know what I'm saying? you have to really earn your place. That's how he, how he is, really.
0: True. True. Uh, we're going to get on to um, some players after these commercial messages. Okay, and we're back. Um, we talked about Mane a little bit earlier on. I want to get onto to the front three as a whole because all three of them, for, for my money, were absolutely, absolutely just diabolical. What what do you think just not came together well for them today?
2: Els, I'll, I'll come to you first. In, in the group, I was saying there was different levels of crap. That's what I'm saying. Like I was saying, money and Jota's crap. I can't compare it to Salah's crap. Salah didn't get in, involved in the game enough. He was always on the periphery. Um we need him always engaging with the with the fullbacks. But I don't think he got enough support as he usually gets into the into the channels. So how many times did you see the ball coming over to Salah on that right hand side? Usually Van Dyke is always switching it or the ball gets over to um to Trent and Trent's always hooking it up by the byline. But taking that aside, I don't think he obviously the missed penalty, the missed follow up, chance against Shamaiko, I don't think he, I'll give him a 5 out of 10 for that performance. It was just on a whole team performance. It wasn't really good. Now, coming on to the, the other two, I have big problems. Big, big problems, brother. Sadio Mane, love him to the bits. His touch is as erratic as mine. Absolutely shambolic. Um, again, at times in the first half, we went back 20 yards because of his touch. He's always t- chasing it. Um he doesn't last two games he hasn't really been oh whenever I say well against Tottenham against Tottenham. Yeah, he wasn't really going at the fullback. Like
1: so one on one against Tottenham, he had a good game against Emerson Royale. is that that you're talking about?
2: Yeah, do you think? Yeah,
1: yeah. Royale was having
2: a bad day. first half he did. First yeah, half, first yeah. Season. First half, yeah, but then second half it was a bit uh, first half yeah. it was good. But tonight I didn't see him going at like, um story it was uh, there? who's that thing? is it castagna or
1: yeah castagna and amate were kind of the one yeah, exactly
2: so i would expect him going out there and, and again his touch wasn't the best um his chance to make it one nil was a poor finish poor Talk poor finish with amate,
1: oh. like I just I, I just don't think I don't feel like he's gonna score today at all if I that makes sense but like I just didn't Even with his front guard I was thinking yeah he's, he's probably gonna he's probably gonna like, miss <laughs> <laughs> I probably gonna I, just, I didn't I not at one point think Money was gonna score to the at all. Like even forget the touch, forget all that stuff. Like I like the thing I like about him, he's a constant he's always irritant and he always wants to get on the ball. No yeah. matter even if yeah. he's playing so bad, he always wants to get on the ball. Even if he had a bad touch, he still wants to get on the ball. But today so yeah, I just didn't feel like he's gonna like he just wasn't a goal for it. Like look at him and look looked like scoring more than he did, like yeah,
2: more yeah. than more than any of the front three. More than any yeah. of the front three, but I and I think we have a problem with. I like Jota, I really do like Jota because he, he nets goals in it. But my one problem with him is that his hold up play leaves a lot to be desired. Even my sat money and Salah when they're both on form and unsung, even sat even manager so let's his he's hold up play is still very good. I just feel Jota is, is very um, very lazy. Like his first touch, like when you bring it into feet, his first touch is is always baggy. And and that's a that's something we need to look at if he wants to play centrally. Um, I know his best work comes from the left, and this is where we have a problem because the three that are starting are the most informed strikers. But then you have two who do their best work on the left, so he's probably still trying to learn that role. And and that was a problem for us today because we didn't have a connector between the the front three, and then the. Um, the midfield, usually when Firmino's on form and on song, he's the connector between the two and, and why we called him the system because everything that goes through us attacking, he connects it. Um, Tonight, I didn't see it. And again, that was a problem for us because the midfield are not going to do something special or the midfield, no one in the midfield is acting as a connector. It's supposed to be Ox. It's supposed to be Ox. That's supposed to act as that connector, but he didn't, he didn't do it. So I say that to say this here. Front three were rubbish, man. Bumbaclots. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't. I just, I just don't even know what. Like I don't know what they were on, man. Like just imagine playing against Ndidi and Amarte,
2: and um, them both. It was another <laughs> thing. It was no conviction, bro. There was no conviction. Like usually when we see these front free, they like so. On it to get into the
1: box, but tonight it wasn't, oh. it wasn't just there. Well, was like, when I saw Martin on that sheet, on that team sheet, I was like, "Guess
2: yeah, so or Eat him too." Long. Especially when, especially when, when you're in the
0: form the Jota's in as well. Yeah, Bro, I can punish these guys. You know, I, oh, there's yeah. an easy. Two goals for me, but the Martin thing now—he's seven games in the league without a goal. And I know people are going to get onto him for, oh, he's, he's not scoring in seven games. Blah 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 blah. But in a lot of these performances. His performances have all also been really good. The yeah. one thing that's alarming, the one thing that's alarming for me is in the past few performances, there has been a little bit of a noticeable drop off. So I guess what 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 would you say the natural remedy for this is now? Would you kind of obviously the we've got one one more game and Chelsea? That, that, the that should
1: be the fr- that, I don't think that should that should be the set front free, like all the time. Like you knew that front three was starting today. Doesn't doesn't have to be that way. Like for a good player. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have like Firmino doesn't have to be a bench player. Like if Mane is, yeah. like against United, against United, the front three was Firmino, Jota, Seller, You know what I'm saying? And that works perfectly. Um, some like you know what I'm saying, Jota can we get bench, Mane can get bench. I don't like the way the front three. Obviously, I know we've been scoring so many goals. I get it, but that doesn't have to be the front three. Let's keep rotating it. Keep these guys on their toes. You know what I'm saying? Keep. You know what I'm saying I want Jota, Firmino to keep. I want Jota, Firmino, Mane to really push each other and really, you know what I'm saying? Push each other to. Perform that doesn't have to be the front three hopefully we can change it up you know what I'm saying but um I think with Marley, I just think he's he's finishing it just concerns me man I just feel like yeah I just feel like in that in that kind of aspect I feel like he's really regressed um that finishing kind of he's just not as deadly as he once was and I like the fact that I feel like he's always an option on the ball and that's why I, like. I feel like he's even more of an option on the ball than Aaron Nelson at front three but I just think he's finishing just really needs to improve and I know Joe is the opposite when he's not finishing, when he doesn't score he just looks like <laughs> like what the hell is going on? Like he just looks messy, he just looks a bit uh like so I just think Jota just needs to kind of um round that kind of um aspect of his game as well. But yeah, that front field just it was just terrible, man. It was, it was, like, I just can't believe he didn't awesome. test
0: Amate.
1: Yeah, it's got, I, I can't believe that he didn't test like Amate and Indeed he's not a centre back. Like they just had easy days, like it doesn't make sense to me.
0: And you can see that indeed he was what, right, you know gonna be clutchy for the game i mean he gives away the penalty for fuck's sake and it's a terrible it's a terrible tackle yeah you used to be so over aggressive in the in what he's doing sorry else you, you, you were gonna say something
2: yeah and i don't understand why Mane and, and jota don't like switch at times if it's not working for you at that minute like right. switch around you know what i mean switch around like okay Mane, you go for five minutes just go through the middle for me because yeah. you're better at coming to the ball you know what i'm saying so if you can come to the ball then it allows jota to get in behind the um the two centre backs or even the right back and the, the centre back so that's that's another thing that kind of annoys me at times. I want I don't know if it's on instruction or not, but sometimes just in the game, just switch around, just switch around, man.
0: Yeah, I, what was the most frustrating thing about the performance for you guys then? Because I think there's a lot to be annoyed at, but I think the the thing for me is just the lack of intensity. There was no. They were trying to be a little bit too swashbuckling, even when they won one nil down. It was just really, really annoying. There was just kind of like no intensity. So if you could kind of put one, if you could kind of really point the finger at one specific aspect from this performance that really pissed you off, what would it be?
1: It would be the fact that we kind of, um actually, I don't know. I was going to say the fact that we, yeah, the fact that we didn't really look like scoring and the conviction in our taking a shot and kind of, um when we go forward, like when we're going forward, the guys are just like, you know when like you hit first time and you'll strike a conviction like man are taking one touch and then trying to get out of their feet and then shooting and then when you do all of that, it's given Ndidi the, the recovery to stick a leg out or you know what I'm saying, Amante to kind of you know what I'm saying, block it or just more conviction and kind of being confident in front of goal, you know what I'm saying? That it was really, really like, yeah, not annoying for me. Especially that second half. That second half, we could have kept playing until until God knows when, you know, New Year,
2: and probably still not have sport. Like it was crazy. Yeah, same, same for me. It's just a lack of conviction. I just, I just didn't like it. Once we got into twenty yards, we didn't, we didn't see any like, um, any drive towards the goal, and that's what we're usually, usually good at. Even our pressing, our pressing wasn't really that good today. So yeah, like like Chris said, and it's just a lack of intensity, which I didn't like. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like the level we we came at, and then like I said, once we um we missed the penalties, like our head just went down, and yeah, it's, it was it was a strange little performance. Very strange. I just I don't know why like we always just
1: struggle for rhythm like after like breaks like if like we could like we're better when we play like three or four games in a week or three or four games in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like when we have like a week's break or a two weeks break. We Just always seem like players always seem to be rusty. I don't know, I don't know what it is about our game that it's kind of works with rhythm and really need rhythm to kind of be on our, on our, on our form. So, yeah, it's just, yes, yeah, it's, it's just a strange one. But anyway, we, we move. Yeah,
0: there's weird ones like obviously you got players who hadn't played for about two weeks, you had players who didn't play for about nine days. So, it's just a weird mismatch of just like, yeah, performances really. Yeah, it's just it, it, it shouldn't be that way, but I think you know, when, when you not even like a rhythm team, which is a team that kind of thrives off that cohesiveness more than anything, um, yeah. which is really annoying, um, more, more than anything. The, the, I just re saw the Mane chance by the way. Fuck Yeah, I can't he believe doesn't, he doesn't. The thing is, he doesn't need to blaze it literally, no, just, no, put, you can t- just chip it, just dink it. it, just it, like it. Side
1: for it, Sad because you know, what I'm saying Schmeichel's always going to dive that side, so you put it to Schmeichel's right. You don't need to, I don't know why he's trying to go for so much power. Just you decide for it, bro. It's, it's a goal.
0: Um, a lot of people are laying the blame at Matip for the goal. I think it's a little bit unfair. I actually think he played he did play okay. well.
1: Um, I don't know. It's poor from all of them. Like I said, Henderson and Trent for the intensity for not getting back. Matip, you think he lets him in too easily, but it's because he's on a yellow card. But at the same time, maybe just yeah. don't dive in. Maybe just try and jockey if you can. Um. But yeah, I was even seeing Van Dyke. You know, you know when you start seeing Van Dyke like getting blamed for stuff. You know, okay, guys are really having a field day. <laughs> guys
2: are really having a field day. Yeah, I don't, I don't particularly blame Matic. I rather put the blame more on Henderson and then Trent. It was perfect. than what it would be. And Trent didn't follow the one. So um, once once you get into that, and once you get to the box, and you send it back on the yellow card. Long
0: to be honest, yeah, it's just 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 crazy, man. I also think the, the subs, whilst I also thought they were the right subs for what they were, this didn't help whatsoever. It was just a weird one. He did everything you wanted him to do from a substitution point of view, well, what, which nothing like, came back. Like, probably
1: it's like we all think we're like like the best like managers we all think like all thought managers he did the exact subs that everyone wanted still didn't make yeah. the desired effect <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> everyone's like no bring Bobby on bring Kate on this game's gonna change he brought them on nothing happened you know so sometimes when it's not your day it's just not your day no matter who you bring on no matter yeah what you do you know so we went to a 43 one had all the attackers on had cater on it's not your day it's not your day it's not your day
0: I don't want to see that four-two-three-one. Every time we switch to it, just nothing happens from it. So, yeah, point the, like, if, if yeah. they don't train in it, then what's the fucking point of going yeah, to yeah, it? Actually, so.
1: If they don't train it, as well. point. You might just do it sub for sub, honestly. Like, do you yeah, draw do, do for Firmino or just, just do it naturally? Yeah,
0: it's just a straight swap. It just makes sense yeah. like at point. Anything else that you guys want to talk about from the game or do we have kind of wrapped it all up quite nicely? I mean, it's just a bad, bad day at of the office for everyone involved. Really, to be fair, exactly.
1: I, I just feel like that whole having the, our games cancelled is just the worst thing you could do. Like having City go six points ahead, like four points ahead, like they're, and they're the worst team we want to have that lead as well because they just could sustain it, sustain it. Like you'd like you'd back you'd back them to keep that lead. You know what I'm saying? So I think having those games postponed just really bit us in the arse. Like yeah, but yeah. Anyway, we move. All you can do is just win our games and see what happens, really.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want to be playing catch up. Um, it, it, it's it's just annoying, but it is what it is. To be fair, it'd be nice, you know, one title race. All I ask, where you don't have to win every single game, and put <laughs> anything on the line, would sure. be nice. We see.
1: We've only got two losses this season and six points behind. Nice.
0: Yeah, man. And any normal campaign, you'd be like, yeah, that's, that's that's manageable. But then you just see what City are doing. It's just okay, cool, because they got Brentford tomorrow. The more I've seen what Brent, I've been seeing, the injuries Brentford have got, they're gonna steamroll that as per usual. Um, so oh, oh, what what is nobody's above it. No,
1: they, Bare funny, you know. They play like Stoke, but they got they got a nice little manager. They got money ball, but low key, they they really play some some really direct... they play some
0: horrid football sometimes, but it's nasty stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: but they're covering it up with a little Thomas Frank and a little Burma and like, Yeah, Burmo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm like, saying? they like, like, like Burnley if they use cryptocurrency or something, man. That's what it is. <laughs> proper nasty vibes. But, yeah, um, it is what it is. Um, speaking of, yeah, I mean, no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the title race kind of like uh, another time and stuff, but it is what it is for this moment. Um, what we will talk about is the January transfer window, and we will talk about it after these commercial messages. Okay, and we're back. Um, Again, that time of year now where the transfer window is going to come in full effect. I personally don't see Liverpool making a move for anyone, which kind of makes this conversation about transfers a little bit redundant. But the one move I do see is possibly Nat Phillips on the way out. I think we can all kind of agree on that. Um there's just, just a whole host of clubs that could probably do with his services. Do you think him exiting the club would make a little bit of difference whether we make a move um in that window for a possible attacking option? Or do you think we're so stubborn in our ways that we're just gonna hold it out and wait for the best option to come available if it,
2: if he does come available in the summer? Yeah, I think we, I think we just wait. Um, I'm like you, Chris. I can't see us going into the market. Uh, I can't really see anyone in the market anyway that I was going to leave during this period. Um, Nat Phillips leaving will probably just add a bit more money to our contract coffers. I hope. Yeah, I can't. just we wait until the summer, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think it will be a wait and see one until the summer. Peter, for your for your opinion, do you see for making a move for anyone? Um, and you know, have you looked at anyone? Yeah, you know, kind of during this campaign, uh, who you think could be available and thought, you know what, they could do a bit of a decent job.
1: Um, yeah, I think if Nat Phillips stays fit, I think he'll probably go. Um, I've probably, I'd probably, I'd probably say he's on Newcastle's kind of transfer list if they can't get at Tavoski. Or someone like that, I think they'll probably go for Nat Phillips. Um I obviously the thing is the like the kind of consent issues that you'd like to get an attacker in with Mane and Salah obviously going to AFCON. But it's just the thing where it's like, can you get the right attacker in January and get him for the right price? Um, you know what I'm saying? And if if you do that, you kind of derail another team season because this this attacker say you get like a Rafina, Leeds are probably gonna get relegated if you take them from him. If you get um, like uh, I don't know, like Anthony, um, obviously I are gonna kind of miss him in in the Champions League, and then also if you take like a like a Bowen as well, that might derail West Ham season as well. Let's say Antonio gets injured, they kind of heavily rely on Bowen for GNA. So, but I will say that to be honest, um, with Jared Bowen, he's actually really impressed me. I think at the beginning of the season, I really wasn't sold on him having been that level like, of player for, for him to come to us. And slowly but surely, I'm not saying that I want to sign him, but he's really looking like a really good player. Um, He's really intelligent. Um, His left foot is like a wand. He always, he's like, and the thing is, first time playing on a counter-attack, so they don't actually have the ball as much as like a a team like us. But whenever he is in them kind of situations, he always makes the right decisions. He always has excellent, like a pick out or has like a really good shot. So yeah, I'm really impressed with him. I'm, I'm just looking out to see what he does, but. Do you, do you think he has the. Do you think he could. The thing with Bowen, I just I just don't know if he has the right see, the height, the ceiling and to play for us, if that makes sense. So can he do it in the Champions League? Can he be the difference in a semi final or a quarter final? That's the thing. I'm not sure
0: about Jared Bowen, but he, he, he's a good player. What do you think? So, so my thing for him would be is you talk about. I mean, we have this conversation about kind of like fourth attackers a lot of the time. Um, yeah. So I think he would be like kind of perfect money for fourth attacker because he can do a job. If it needs to be, when to come in, he's really good at kind of like pressing the ball, really good pass with the ball, quite skillful as well, which kind of goes under the radar. I think that's more the fact that yeah. he's white than anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've been impressed with him for a while, and you can kind of see the roots of, you know, the intensity in his games, like how he could really fit into a Liverpool squad. But as someone you could, you, you need to rely on week in, week out to do things, he probably wouldn't be that. But he's someone who could probably come in and have like a really good impact. Um, but I can see why people are kind of like, oh, Jared Bowie, no, just because you look at other options that are available. You know, you know, mentioned Anthony, I'm a big fan of him. Rafinha as well. I think Rafinha is the one name we all look at because he's kind of got like the complete package to him, pause, which yeah. is like everything he, he can deliver. And yeah, hopefully, when I say hopefully, Leed, if Leeds get relegated, it's going to be a very interesting battle to see who gets him, to be fair, because yeah, that's going be, um, to be a lot of clubs interested. But I think mean, the big, big thing for me in this transfer window is there's so many people. Leaving on, who'll be leaving on free transfers, kind of in the summer. Oh, I don't yeah. know if clubs, I don't know if clubs will be kind of you know, resigned to the fact that these guys will be leaving in the summer, summer anyway. So you can get some money now for them. Now is the best time to do it. So I don't know if there's anyone on that Bosman list that you kind of like take a look at and you think, okay, cool. now you take a punt on this guy. I mean, the one one person who kind of comes to mind for me is the Kamara from Marseille. Pretty good, really good um, understudy for Fab, but.
1: Oh, oh only- BBQ, BBQ Kamara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UbeKar,
0: Kamara, so my bad. So I think he'd be the only guy that I'd really look at on that list who can kind of come in and streets to are saying that he's a centre back. He can play centre back, he can play six as well. So yeah, it's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, the, the person on that list uh, a year ago I would have said get him would have been Kessie. But after that performance gets us, hell <laughs> no. He was, oh my days. He got oh, gassed man. by Chamberlain and Morton. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, I think the thing is with Kessie, he's like, he's got like, he's got ability. But when you play in like a league like that, like an Italian, obviously, you're playing a Serie A, you kind of rely on your physical attributes and you probably don't play the game as intense as you should because you're much stronger than everyone else. You're much a better athlete than everyone else. So when he comes to the Premier League and everyone is the same kind of, like um everyone's got PMP, right? So you kind of have to play the game in a more intense level. And he probably's got really got those kind of habits from playing in the Italian league. And yeah, I think I think that's that's the problem. That's the kind of scary thought that I would think of Kessie because it's just like has he got that intensity that to play a team at like Liverpool? I'm, I'm not too sure. But, yeah, you got like likes of Kessie, Brozovic, or all, all those type of players in it. I think.
0: Look at how Samari played this evening. I can see what the blueprint for Kessie would be. I mean, fucking hell. Can't get over I means He lost the ball before. Yeah,
1: it's like a like, trait where it's like they just play the game at their own pace. And because they have the PMP in other leagues, they can do it. But in the Premier League, you just can't do it.
0: Yeah, you can't. You need to be switched on every single time. Yeah. Or well, yeah, you will get done up. Um, Owls, I will I, I can't, I'll come back to you. Um, I see Afghan on the horizon. It's going to cause. I it's going to cause an issue for Liverpool. But I think you know, you look at what we've got attacking wise. Uh, Bobby Jota. Uh, Minamino and Origi do you think that's enough or do you think we should be actively looking to kind of add one more even if you do have to spend a little but I think that's that's the big thing isn't it adding one more for the sake of adding one more or just waiting for that guy
2: yeah that's it and that's the big problem though. would you add one more for potentially two league games and a couple cup competitions where we could be playing lesser lesser teams Easy really, or could you might as well just wait till the summer and you can get your real gem that you are actually chasing. It's I don't know. I personally I believe the four should be enough to take us through January. That's just me personally. Um Millimino's got five goals in the League Cup, we've got two League Cups semi finals. Uh we've got Shrewsbury in the third round of the FA Cup. Yeah, uh, would you would you go and un- unless the player that you want becomes available in January, then you do it, obviously. But then, but is there anything to force? When you've got, when you've got that many games. I don't know. It's a tough one for me personally. I I wouldn't force it. I personally would force it.
0: This is the big. This is the biggest you have with the January transfer window as well. Is that the player you want? The team just won't sell them because there's so much on the line as well. You're going to be paying a massive premium too, so you might as well just wait for the summer, in all honesty. But in terms of the short-term game that it might give you, it kind of has to be explored as well. But kind of like for my book as well, I I don't think there's going to be that many moves in general in this January transfer window. It's like looking across the board, I don't see that many people kind of selling. Um, I I don't think there are that many people buying, in all honesty, Um, just with... Like we just got kind of like all the all the amount of Bosmans and stuff. They're going to be available in the summer too, and the only active buyer is probably going to be Newcastle, and that's just going to be hilarious to watch because I have no I have no clue who they're going to go for, who they're going to target. It just looks it, it very much just looks like someone's brought a football club with no plans <laughs> in there whatsoever. So it's going to be an absolute shit show in you know, all honesty. And to be fair, I'm kind of here for it. Same as money they can spend in the championship as well. Um. It, Looking at potential outgoings as well, I think rigi has been someone who's been mentioned as well. I just think it'd be really foolish to let him go at this stage. Do you guys agree? No, no. You need to keep him. You have to keep
1: him. Especially in that form that he's been in this season. He's a different option. Even someone like Rigi, we could have done with him today. Like, his hold-up play is actually really good. And his touch is actually really good. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely keep him.
0: What yeah. Nah, I, I, I definitely, I definitely keep him. He's just... Yeah, you know, it'd be weird with him not seeing him on the team shoot, to be fair.
1: Yeah, for sure. 100%. You, I think with him, I think we're complaining the stuff about like Mane and Jota having like bad touches and not being able to kind of hold up the ball. Like, that's something that Origi doesn't struggle with. Like, I feel like he's actually really good technically. It's just his intensity is the thing that, you know, can be off. But in terms of actually being good technically, I think Origi is actually really good.
0: He's no. a very, very it, good techn- technician. Yeah, underrated technician. Um, on and off the ball.
1: Left foot, right foot, clean, clean.
0: I saw lots of people saying that that we should sign Emmanuel Dennis. But whilst I do agree with that, I also look at someone like Brighton. And if West Ham go West Ham, if Watford go down, if I'm Brighton, I'm looking at Emmanuel Dennis, thinking this is the missing piece that we've needed for the past four years. Spend any kind of money we need to go and get him.
1: The thing is with me is that like maybe I I I, I wouldn't take the risk. I i rather be the team that pays 20, 20, 20 million more, ten million more when he has another good season. If that makes sense, like, yeah. Because I just think he like he, he he's he's been brilliant this season. Left foot, left foot, right foot, assist, everything. Like he's been banging for Watford, but he's he's been doing it for. This is his first season in the Premier League. Let's see if you can keep it going, you know what I'm saying? I am just not sure I would buy him straight away. I just think it's a big risk to step up from Watford to Liverpool. I'd rather wait a season or two. If you have to pay that premium more, then so be it, personally. But it looks like a very, very good player.
0: Look a very good player. Um one you one you guys must be very, very happy. He's uh, on your on your team for the upcoming AFCON tournament as well. Um yeah. That teamless that, car, that team but... list made me laugh by the way. I was looking at like there's like four midfielders and then like 20 attackers. <laughs> wow, four midfielders
1: that include a wobie and a a, a, a Joe and Rebo, So yeah,
0: boy, boy, <laughs> boy. <laughs> all that attacking football. Love it. Um all the
1: football, apparently. That's what it's It's not gonna
0: be the same. Um we'll be on Sky as opposed to Eurosport. It's just not gonna be the same.
1: Oh, they ain't got that heritage though, innit? Nah, not got that heritage
0: at all. Um of course, we do play Chelsea this weekend. Uh, we'll do a quick preview of that We're kind of like right now. Seems like a must win, um, just for regaining some form of momentum. Of course, it's going to be the last game that we have Keita, Mane and Salah available for, uh, for the next kind of coming weeks. Looking at, obviously, the performance from tonight, what would you guys change, if anything, for that game? I think the one thing you obviously probably would change is that midfield setup. Hopefully Thiago being available would be the immediate switch, but... Um, would you do anything with the centre back pairing or would you leave it as is?
2: Uh leave it as is. I think goalkeeper back for um, Fabinho. I would actually bring in Keto for Ox. Um and just leave it the same way, to be fair. If if uh, then if Tiago is available, he probably still be on the bench anyway, depending on he's trained, yeah, I'm sure he trained this week. I feel like he trained, you know I mean? yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. I don't think he'll be ready. I don't know. I'm He's quite looking forward to Sorry, go
0: on. I'm quite looking forward to seeing him boss it up with that moustache yet when he was in quarantine. I was really looking forward yeah. to that. And it was just taken away from me.
2: Right. It's just like that. I feel,
0: I feel like I've earned that. Yeah. Wasn't a, wasn't yeah. Correct. Obviously, we were talking about kind of like front free rotation as well. Peter, what would, you, what would you do front free wise looking at, obviously, the way Chelsea set up and a little bit of their woes recently too?
1: Hmm... That's interesting. I would probably um I don't really mind... um I don't I think I'll top Jota for Firmino um and then keep it the rest as it is and then I think draw coming on as a sub against that um toast defense looks like an exciting proposition for me um so that's what I would do um K or Thiago they, one one has to start either or if Thiago's fit then Thiago starts if he's not fit then K starts. Um and yeah, I probably keep it the same. The defense. I, I don't mind if Konate comes in, though. I think Konate against Lukaku, that could be interesting. But I trust my tip and that against Lukaku. So, yeah, I think that game. where whoever loses that game is getting dragged into top four race. That's what I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. We, we have seen games in hand FC all right. across the board, kind of speak up recently, which is uh yeah, that's not a nice proposition. you gonna here. start by
1: um, an ESR and Saka in there, man, so,
0: Fucking hell. Fucking hell. Can't be doing that. Fucking you know, hell, Reds. Please win. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be dragged back into that life. After that thing as well. You're going to be
1: debating small boys
0: for, for the whole year, bro. Not again. No. Fuck me. No. I, hope, I hope we're out of this life. Just figure out we're going to be pulled back in. Um, This Chelsea team, for the life of me, I can't figure out how they're going to set up. Just because... I, If if I if Tuchel doesn't know what his best kind of front three is, how the fuck am I supposed to know what his best front three is? For my money, it's just it's the most infuriating thing to just watch it because obviously he's not been playing Lukaku. Pulisic has been kind of playing as a bit of a false nine, and it just seems all of the pressure has been on Mason Mount. So by that logic, if you kind of shut down Mason Mount, you shut down Chelsea. But that's just my ignorance, kind of looking out from the inside in. What what do you guys think the Liverpool plan should possibly be for this game? Obviously, it's going to be raucous atmosphere. It's a Bridge. You know, all sorts of insults are going to be flying around as as per the custom um, at that arena. So, Els, for, for your book, what what, what, should, what what do you think the rest should do, kind of like game plan wise?
2: Um, well, they shouldn't play like they played tonight. That's that's for sure. That's a big.
0: That's a big. That's a big plus if they don't play like they played tonight. <laughs>
2: yeah. But um, all jokes aside, I believe, I don't think Chelsea like runners in behind them. Um, Thiago Silva came off against Villa. I'm not too sure if that was an injury or not, but um, he's there. He's there, general, in the, at the back there. Um, I don't think Rodegar and Ch- Chalabar really like players running at them. So Liverpool need, they have to be intense and it has to just be as direct as possible. Um, may, nearly maybe long ball-esque. We need to try and turn Chelsea around as quick as possible. Um, their midfield, again, we need to track their midfield. Again, this is just against Villa I'm looking at. Um, Kante was playing absolutely fantastic. He's able to like break the line so effectively with, with his passing and his ability to run with the ball. Kovacic um, came on. He's also the same. Chelsea's problem is they don't really score enough. Um, I believe that to Tuchel will probably start Lukaku to try and give our centre backs something to think about. And then who um, he, he started against, he started Chol, Pulisic, and Mount. Uh, yeah.
1: I think what he, he'll probably end the game how it ended it. Yeah, how it ended it, yeah. Cho, Lukaku, and Mount. That's what you probably
2: Yeah, started. Pulisic was playing wing back, innit? Right wing yeah. back. Um, I don't expect him to play there. So, yeah, I think he will start with that front three. Um, I think because against us at Anfield, they use Lukaku as a a decoy and Mount and um, Havertz got in behind us a fair few times. So I think they'll probably try and play the same way, but with Cho, Cho's a bit quick. And um, Mount on the other side, they'll try and run into the spaces that Lukaku leaves. Um, I think... I don't know, man. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game, but we should beat
0: them. We should. No, it's <laughs> it going to be a tough game. It's going to be dead interesting to see how they kind of line up tomorrow against against Brighton. Uh, then that kind of can be a big indication of what they're thinking for kind of weekend wise. Because I, I don't think that Brighton game will be any barrel of laughs. You have to look nope. at you know, their their nope. last few games. They're, they're weird. I think you know if Brighton only played top six teams, they'd probably you know. Be kind of like third <laughs> within that just because they they up their game so much whenever they play like top class opposition, it's just against the dross that they seem to like really let themselves down, which is just completely weird. Um, but, you know, admirable but weird. Um, just kind of looking at everything else that we can do. Um, I think tiago has to play if he's available just because of tempo and how we can kind of connect that play from back to front and help distribute the ball too.
1: You kind of see this midfield against like Jorginho and Kante, like you're just not all coverage. It's just because these guys can run, like our midfielders they can run, but they'll just keep the ball and they'll just keep, like, keep, keep, keep the ball. And yeah, it's just, it's just just a bit long. What we can do is isolate Alonso against Salah. That's our best chance because they haven't got, obviously, two roles out. So we get Alonso in those positions, he doesn't want to be against Salah. Sell a call cool ISO any time you see Alonso alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> that's that's what we can do. I think that's how we can get in. Obviously, you got Rudiger on that side as well. will probably come over. If we can drag Rudiger out of the box, um, hopefully we can do well. I'm not sure if Thiago Silva will be fit because he kind of hobbled off um, against Villa. So that might be a plus. But yeah, um, I think we just, like Ellie said, we have to kind of run at um, the centre-backs and try and drag the win-backs out of place. And yeah, if I hope, hopefully we've got all the rust out of our system now with this loss. So... When we go on to Chelsea. We actually, I'm saying, play all well, play all the intensity that we normally play at, and yeah, I, actually, I think we're a better team than Chelsea. Like, I think this season we've actually been better than them. Our attack has been much better. Their defense has started to crumble a bit. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think it should be a tough game. But if we play at that level that you know we can, I think we should, we should beat them really.
0: Yeah, I mean, even when you looked at them against Villa, if it wasn't for Villa's bozo gene, I mean, Villa would have got um, a point at the very least. So. Know there are there are things definitely to analyze against, and you know, God knows that the team will be kind of analysing it and seeing where all the weaknesses are and where Liverpool can improve. (laughs) Oh, because you know, let's be real, it's not gonna be hard to improve off the back of this performance because fucking hell, we were diabolical this evening. Um, yeah, very much feels like three points dropped and an opportunity, a big, big opportunity missed. Um, also feels like if we would have been able to play against Leeds, get that out of the system, tonight probably doesn't happen as well. Very weird football team where rest doesn't help. Rest is for, you know, very much for the wicked with this Liverpool team. They want to be up all day, all night, uh, playing, doing rondos and having 5 aside every single time because football is life for this team. Um, they were shit. They know they were shit. Klopp knows they were shit. We know they were shit. So there's only one way to go back up, and that is to beat Chelsea. Um, obviously, we do the final word now at the end of every pod. Um, I think I let Els have one a few weeks ago. So, Peter... You're up, man. Final word to end the pod. Mm.
1: The final word is, we move. Simple as that. We move. Don't, don't, don't be down on this too much. Don't be um, down on your lorries. Just dust yourself off, and we, and we keep it moving, man. Let's go.
0: Couldn't have put it better myself. Um, of course, whole host of Patreon content coming for you. Coming in your ears. I'm not even going to pause there. It is, it is coming very much in your ears um, for the remainder of this week. And as we enter 2022, uh, head over to www.patreon.com/copperfrakcast. The link is in the bio to this pod to subscribe from just three pounds a month a day to access to some of the best content on the internet talking about Liverpool Football Club and of course look at all the weird and wonderful things that we're also doing here at the Touchline Media Group as well uh, and Downs which is the uh, football and football matchup part that I've been on a few times and you know Acer and uh, Stump they do a really good job there too so do check them out um, but yeah man as Peter said we move enjoy the rest of your week don't be too down in the dumps have a little drink get over it enjoy your New Year's Eve we will see you next Wednesday With hopefully a victory podcast where we'll be very much in better spirits. And yeah, let's go. See you soon. Thank you very much.